there's there's so many companies that have already um moved to Ireland from yeah, England um, or are planning on moving from uh, England to Ireland for their EU headquarters. You know, Ireland's a great place to move. You know. It is. There's low corporation tax. There's, you know, it's the like same language as the UK and same language that many of these um, corporations use. And it's the same time zone as the UK. Just great, isn't it? It is. It's a perfect place to be, really. Yeah, and a few of the companies that have moved are uh, Lloyd's of London. Um, they moved their EU headquarters from London to Dublin. Yeah. Oh, already? Um, My goodness. Uh, so very... Lloyd's of Dublin now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and JP Morgan, um, they're moving hundreds of jobs from London to Dublin, um, Frankfurt, Germany and Luxembourg. That'd be great. So not yeah. just Dublin's benefiting from this, it's all of Europe, basically. Yeah. Um, Bar- Barclays, uh, 150 jobs from London to Dublin. So that'll be 150 jobs that Irish people could get, is that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that'd that's... be really beneficial for the economy. Yeah, really yeah. help us. Um, Bank of America as well, moving EU headquarters from London to Dublin. Oh, wow. Yeah, lots of men. Bank of America, that's a big one now. Yeah. Yay! So there are actually going to be some advantages for Ireland, believe it or not. There are. Yes, and um, the relationship with the UK is set to change fundamentally. And as the opportunities and challenges of Brexit begin, Ireland has become the location of choice for companies looking to relocate their European headquarters from the UK, which we've talked about um, before. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Ireland's close ties to the UK, you know, it's common language and the time zone. And it's well comparable legal system of course, and yeah. it's cultural. Give it a significant edge when it comes to attracting UK based multinationals. Like yeah. it it like across the UK companies are carefully considering how to reconstruct their uh, operations to cope with the bre- Brexit disruption. They are, yeah. Like sectors for which common regulation across the EU is vital are are now looking to Ireland as the new base for the UK. Of course, because of all those advantages, you know, they'd have to be considering that now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ireland's position post-Brexit as the only English-speaking common law country in EU is a certainly valuable USP. Like, Kieran Cannon, uh, Irish Minister for the State Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade, is hoping... Uh, quote, countries worldwide from across Asia, the Middle East and the US who want to establish a presence in the EU will choose yes. Ireland. Like, of course. Lies with other advantages like jurisdiction offers and certainly makes a very strong case. So this could end up being really good for the Irish economy? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So businesses... Um, are looking at Ireland as a location because of many different reasons. So, well, while I talked before about a low corporation tax, the corporate corporate tax rate is twelve point five percent for domestic and foreign firms. So that is very very low. It's, it's great for them. Isn't it, it is, yeah. Um, and also the quality, flexibility, and skills of an English speaking workforce. You know, obviously, yeah. many of these multinationals want. English speaking people to work at their firms, yes. etc. And a cooperative la- labour relations relations system. Oh, so yeah. that was great. Yeah. Um political stability. Yeah. 
Ireland's yeah. great for that, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. Um, pro-business government policies. Uh, trans transparent judicial system. So that's that would be you know very close to the English law. Yes. Definitely. So that's a very big pull factor as well. Yes. And strong intellectual property protection. Mm. Yes. Definitely a pulling power for existing companies' operations. That's oh good. yeah, of course. Definitely. Yeah. Boris Johnson had a commanding majority of eighty MPs, which meant that he was able to have the parliamentary backing to pass legislation um, required to implement his withdrawal agreement by the 31st of January, which he's already done. And as we know, um, Britain has officially left the EU. Yeah. Once the withdrawal agreement bill is passed sometime this month and the UK formally leaves the EU, a new race will begin to source a trade agreements and new partnership with the bloc by the end of the standstill trans- transition period due to expire by the end of December 2020. March 1st 2020 with the clock ticking down to the end of 2020 when Britain's post-Brexit transition period will expire. Both sides want the future relationship negotiations to begin swiftly after Britain leaves the EU. In June 2020 an EU-UK political declaration um, agreed as part of Mr Johnson's Brexit deal says the summit should take place in June, so Britain and the EU um, can assess the progress of the talks. November 26, 2020, EU officials say that the trade deal must be negotiated, checked, translated and presented to the European Parliament by this week if it is to be ratified by the end of the year, Mm -hmm. which is very important. Yeah, definitely. Um, on the 31st of December 2020, if a trade deal is not in place, then Britain will have to fall back on basic World Trade Organisation terms, which means the tariffs on goods and little pra- practical cooperation to smooth border, border checks, and that would be detrimental for Britain's economy. Definitely. The outcome would affect the same as an ideal Brexit. And exactly. both sides would need to make preparations how they would cope for the economic fallout of 2021. Yes, of course, because it will affect both Britain and the EU. Yeah. December 31st, 2022, the final date to which the transition period could be extended if Johnson's government chooses to change course. So that could mean that, you know, that December the 31st wouldn't have to happen, you know, in yeah. 2020. Yeah, and definitely. That would be good, especially for the North. Yeah. I know there's already like a deal in place, but mm. you know, it's still good to have plans. Yeah. So now we're going to talk about a very, very important part of Brexit, which is the border, of course, because Definitely. the border between the north and south. So there is going to be an there is an agreement put in place called the common travel area. And this means that people in the north can live and travel in the south and vice versa. That's so important. Exactly. And it's going to be instrumental in keeping the peace and keeping with the Good Friday Agreement, which is what everybody wants, really. The trade agreements are still being negotiated. People have speculated whether the deal be made that the Irish economy will suffer. Of course, because... There is an agreement that the North will keep the free trade with the rest of Europe. Um, of course, that would be very important because you have to remember that people in the North, um, the majority voted to remain in the EU, so you have to respect their um, decision. decision. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Um, so there may be a control on goods in the border, but Ireland will have a role on the committee overseeing the implementation, so that I think is very good. Yeah. Yeah. The UK are currently seeking a non-tariff access to the signal market and the EU are saying they must keep their EU standards such as environmental protection yeah. and workers' rights. That's a very interesting one because yeah. actually Boris Johnson said that he didn't want to accept those conditions, which I find very strange because you know, obviously you need to be concerned about climate change and you need yeah. to adhere to those um, environmental protection and workers' rights laws. Definitely workers' exactly. rights because I've got personal stories that about being treated <laughs> so really? badly. Oh yeah. God. <laughs> yeah, so we, you need to have laws in place for that. You do, Ar- exactly. Ar- and does, regulations. Some, yeah. pe- some places just don't. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's actually said that Britain will not adhere to any of these rules or regulations. And um, but if that does go through that deal, it will benefit um Ireland's economy and businesses a lot because yeah. if you think about it, you know Britain is one of our main trade um exporters. Yeah. So that you know we really need to think about Irish businesses. Yeah, especially um, the livestock industry that yeah. really will be affected because I think it's about seventy one percent of our live. Uh, ex uh, on livestock exports go to the Brit uh, the yeah, EU, and exactly. see they'll have to pay more for our um product. So will the EU buyers? Oh my God. <laughs>